Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and evolutionary biologist, Kamaria Nazrula, is talking to us about Megalodon versus Great White, with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician, fluid mechanist, and epic shark lover who can't quite believe that Megalodon versus Great White is not a film yet. So, the Megalodon was the largest shark to ever live. It even has its own movie, but what exactly did this enormous creature eat? And did it have to share this food with any other aquatic predators? Kamari, you've got to help me out. First things first, how does one find out what an extinct giant shark eats? One of the main challenges that paleontologists face is reconstructing the biology of extinct animals because we can't really observe them, so we have to kind of extrapolate backwards. Sure. And this includes the behaviour, physiology, and their position in the food chain. But luckily, paleontologists are able to use proxies such as the shape and size of the skull, skeleton, and teeth, or even what they're made of, like isotopes, to try and reconstruct ancient creatures and their environments. Ah, okay. So, in fact, we've covered a story on Cosmos Science Daily before about using whale baleen isotopes to unlock information about their sort of feeding and migration patterns. And from memory, they were looking at, I think, carbon and nitrogen isotopes. What are we looking at here? Um, So in this study, we're looking at zinc isotopes and zinc is incorporated into the enamel of animals' teeth as they grow and can be used as a proxy for predicting what an animal ate and therefore what trophic level it filled within an ecosystem. Um, Zinc in our bodies mainly comes from the diet, so that's how we're able to predict the diet of these extinct animals. So the more they ate and higher up the food chain they ate, the stronger their zinc isotope ratio signal will be. And so a group of researchers have recently looked at zinc isotopes in teeth of living sharks and bony fish and compared these patterns to fossil sharks, including 13 megalodon, otodus megalodon specimens. And so what did they find, Camaria? So researchers have found that the megalodon and great white shark, Carcharodon carcarius, likely shared a similar position in the food chain at the top. Mm-hmm. Both species appear to enjoy similar foods, including cetaceans, which are marine mammals such as whales, dolphins and porpoises. I mean, look, that sounds delicious to both a shark and a megalodon, so I, I believe it. <laughs> the results of the isotopic ratios are consistent with what other paleontologists have reconstructed looking at the shape of the teeth. Both the megalodon and the great white shark have high crown triangular teeth specialised for feeding on marine tetrapods, which includes cetaceans and also pinnipeds, which are seals and sea lions. But there are some things that sharks paleontologists have disagreed on. Ooh, okay. I'm sensing some conflict here. I love some conflict. What is it that they disagree on? So what they can't agree on is how exactly Megalodon became extinct. Right. And there are two main schools of thought. One is that competition between the Great White and the Megalodon led to their extinction. And the the other argument is that the Great White and the Megalodon got along for a long time and it was actually other factors such as body size and ocean environment that wiped out the Megalodon. Uh, Okay, well, I mean, that sounds very reasonable to me. Um, What's the evidence for sort of that competition theory? 
So some evidence for the competition is that the study found overlapping isotope ratios between the great white shark and Megalodon, so it indicates they ate similar things. They also had an overlapping time frame and geographic range, so they're around at the same time at the same place. So they could have competed for the same prey. But other researchers argue that competition's been around for a long time. The Megalodon and Great White have coexisted for millions of years. So why would the Megalodon all of a sudden become extinct? I mean, that's actually a very, very good point. So what's the evidence for the sort of body size and ocean environments argument? So the ocean chemistry and temperature changed dramatically around the time Megalodon went extinct. There was this major cooling event during the Miocene, which included uh, lots of glacial sheets being deposited and also the cooling of the ocean. And this has been linked to an increase in average body size for the Megalodon. And um, this trend towards larger body sizes mean that the Megalodon would have required a larger amount of food. So its eventual extinction could have ultimately been caused by its inability to adapt to this not only rapid environmental changes, but also maybe a loss of main prey. And as it gets bigger, it needs to eat more. Yeah, for sure. It sort of reminds me of a panda, but also not really. But this is a cool <laughs> study, Camaria. So, yeah, these studies are really valuable. Paleontologists are always looking for a smoking gun, that one data point that will solve everything. But we often don't find that. It's really a lot of little data points over time that gives us a better overall picture, especially for events that happened millions of years ago. So I think it's likely a combination of factors, which seem to also be the case for the Pleistocene megafauna extinctions, another hotly debated topic. Oh, well, hopefully we'll be doing an episode of Cosmos Science Daily on that very soon. But that was great. I loved it. Thank you so much, Camaria. And thank you to everyone for listening. So be sure to keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. wondered how old the Earth is and how we know, or exactly how popping candy works? From Listener and Cosmos magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast where we answer all of life's questions, big and small, no lab coats required, and we'll do it in 10 minutes or less. Search Huh? Science Explained, download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.